You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence. i here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefenceside.threadless.com. The Dolphins have traded running back Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals. They kept us in suspense for a while. They made really the announcement the day before. We just didn't know to which team. But they have traded him to the Cardinals for a conditional six-round pick that could turn out to be a fifth round pick so when i did a poll on this on my twitter page on brain cat nfl almost 300 people responded there and about 90 i'm gonna say no excuse me about 80 percent of them thought the dolphins would get either a fourth or a fifth round pick very few amount a very small amount thought they would get a sixth or seventh rounder so paul were you surprised by the compensation or was it kind of what you were thinking here I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, you know, we heard conditional pick first before knowing what it was. And I know you and I were back and forth a little bit about it. Um, you know, I thought it might be maybe a fifth that could go higher, but I'm not unhappy with a fifth. I mean, end of the day, he didn't go to a rival. And the only thing I would have liked better, and I, I know I put this out there, would have been I probably would have taken a sixth straight up from the Titans over a fourth or fifth from anybody else um mainly because for me with the the rat pack that's all squunched together in the afc south i'm all for anything that tries to help knock the texans pick down i'd rather have a six six rounder and a pick in the teens than a fifth rounder and a pick in the 20s that's interesting in theory but I guess two questions back at you. Number one, were the Titans even interested in Kenyon Drake? And number two, would it really make a difference in, I mean, maybe in a game or so, but I don't even know if I can say with a straight face, Drake would make a difference in one game for the Texans. Or, or I guess maybe, the Texans, excuse me. Maybe, but I, I will say it, it's, you know, when we did our free agency preview, one of the things that I was hoping for would have been a pairing of Drake and Derrick Henry for next year kind of that thunder and lightning combo. I know Deion Lewis has been a player that hasn't been producing for the Titans the way he was hoped to be. So they're still looking for that compliment to Derrick Henry. And and, in all accounts, they were interested in Kenyon Drake. So the Titans would have been the landing spot I would have preferred for just about anything, just because that division right now is very, very tight. The Titans are right in the mix with it. Ryan Tannehill's playing lights out football, something that we never thought we'd be saying on this show. And you add another weapon to that mix to be that little scat back, receiving back out of the backfield. It can only help. And, you know, if it gets them an extra win or two, that could be the win or two that knocks somebody out of the playoffs. So, 
Yep. Again, it, it's Russian roulette, but it, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm going all in on the three picks for the Dolphins being as high as possible in the first round next year. I was really hoping the te- that the Texans were going to lose to the Raiders. I actually bet the Texans minus five and a half to beat the Raiders. So I figured, okay, well, either the Texans are going to lose or I'm probably going to win my bet. No, the Texans end up winning by three points, so I, I lose in two ways. Uh, I think the Texans all end up going – you know, win 10 to 12 games. I've said that since week one with them. But, yeah, I, I understand the logic behind it. Um, as far as the running back spot, I, you know, we'll, we'll have fun this offseason because you and I think exactly the opposite of the running back position. I have no respect for the running back position. I, I think you can basically insert anybody in there that you want. And the Dolphins have had a lot of success over the last several years without spending a lot of resources. You look at Reggie Bush and Jay Ajayi and Lamar Miller. These were not high draft picks or big free agent signings. So I hope the Dolphins have Mark Walton and maybe somebody else splitting time with with them at the running back spot next year. But I do think it was a big get for the Arizona Cardinals because I I think he's going to a place that is a perfect fit for him. Cliff Kingsbury is running this airy type of offense with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray has had some success on offense to this point. They spread the field out and get Kenyon Drake into space and he's also going to have more of an opportunity to get the ball in Arizona because David Johnson and Chase Edmonds have had injuries the last couple of weeks so Drake could get on the field very quickly. He could, and, and I'll be honest with you, looking at Kyler Murray's play style, looking at Kenyon Drake's play style, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I, I hate to use this terminology because you want to talk strategy, and it is a strategy, even though some people would argue, having those two together kind of opens you up for some fun street ball style plays that are unique and different, and I think it could be a fun season to watch out in Arizona with those two paired together. Yeah, hopefully they can re-sign him long-term, too, and he's going to get a good little tryout here for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think if they want to re-sign him after the year, which I think they will, you know, it may not cost more than four, five, six million a year to retain Kenyon Drake's services. So he's been all class since he's been here. He, he had plenty of opportunities to complain about his role, and he never did. So kudos to him on that. You know, but the other part of it, too, and I, I – we talk about the Dolphins draft picks a lot here. When you take a look at what they have now, if uh, assuming Kenyon Drake plays a lot and gets on the field, which I think he will, then that should be a fifth-round pick. I don't have the exact terms, but let's just say that if Drake gets on the field and plays a lot and plays well, the Dolphins are going to get a fifth-round pick. If that's not true, the Dolphins are going to get a sixth-round pick. So taking a look at the picks the Dolphins have, they have three in the first round, one of their own, one from the Texans, one from the Steelers. In the second round, they have one of their own and one from the Saints. In the third round, they'll have one of their own. So now they've got six of the first 65 to 70 picks in the draft. Fourth round, they should get a compensatory pick for Juwan James. It should be a fourth rounder now because James has been hurt. And in the fifth round, they'll get a fifth rounder back from the Steelers as well as a fifth rounder from the Arizona Cardinals if Drake plays a lot. So now you're talking about five. In the first five rounds, the Dolphins are probably going to have 10 draft picks. Yeah, and there's, I, I don't know about you. For me, and I know I keep beating this drum, but I've been going and playing with Fan Speaks mocks and just doing draft simulators, even the flawed logic that there is to some of that. 
you could build something really, really fun, even if you whiff on a couple of picks um, with what Miami's got next year. And that's not even accounting for the 110, $120 million that they're projected to have in free agency. You can really rebuild this in a hurry, and then you look at what they've got the following year. Even if you hit on, say, three great players, three good players, maybe one or two role guys, and two washouts, right? Two complete and total, don't even make the roster guys. That's still, over the next two years, what they're able to build with that out of those 10 picks. Um, that, that, yeah, that's a good way to special. break it down. And so, say, so yeah, it's a, it's a really good break, way to break it down on that. And when you look at it through that lens, it, it is pretty reasonable. And then you've got a first, two firsts and two seconds there in the upcoming year. So the other side of that coin, though, is now you take a look at the Dolphins draft picks going back really five years. I mean, I'm not going to name them all, but 2014, first-round pick was Juwan James. Turned into a good player. He's not here. Jarvis Landry set records in his first four years in the league for most catches. He's not here. Billy Turner took a while to develop, but he's an NFL starter. He's not here. 2015, Jordan Phillips was drafted in the second round. He didn't get along with Adam Gase. He's not here. The Dolphins got nothing for him. Fifth rounder, Jay Ajayi, they draft and they trade for a fourth round pick after he had a Pro Bowl year. Yeah, I know he's out of the league now with the knee, but I still think it's better value than Kalen Balaj, which he got for him. Then in 2016, Tunzel's a franchise left tackle. He's not here. Uh, Kenyon Drake is now now comes in, and he's a good player, and he's not here. Dolphins will get a fifth or sixth rounder back from him. They also traded Jordan Lucas, drafted him in the sixth, and now he's they traded him for a seventh, and now he's a decent role player with the Chiefs. Make a Fitzpatrick you draft in the first round. You hit on that pick. He's not here. So that's the other ugly side to this, Paul, where, yeah, they've got a lot of draft picks, but they've spent a lot of draft picks on these guys too. They have. And the the way that I I think about it is you can't look – at this season, um, or really this, the preseason leading into this season and this season with conventional logic. It's, yes, a lot of these guys that they've drafted over the past few years are gone. That's part of this formula that they've got in play. And they didn't trade Laramie Tunzel because he sucked. They didn't trade some of these guys because they sucked. They're trading this to reset the needle, and you have to look at it differently than you would in a normal year. So, yeah, you if you go by the conventional logic where their 2016 draft picks are gone at this point for the most part, you know, sure, they are, but it was part of this reset for Chris Greer the first year that he's got real, true, full control. And let's face it, based on things that we've said so far, a, a competent coaching staff for the first time in a very long time. I don't think anybody can say it wasn't Adam Gase that was a big part of the problem when he was here after looking at the New York Jets this year. So you can't look at it with conventional logic. And once you get away from that, it doesn't look as bad as, as it might when you look at it through conventional logic because what they're doing here is not conventional. It's a very unconventional approach. So things are going to look a little weird if you look at it in the normal way. Yeah, and what they need to do is take some of these players on the roster that they found, like like Vince Beagle, like Evan Bame, and uh, Robert Kandiche. We're 20 minutes away from kickoff while we're recording the show here because this is when we found out about Drake here today on Monday night. 
um, he will suit up. And so you're hoping that some of these players we can look at at the end of the year and say, yeah, those third, fourth, fifth round picks aren't here from the past, but these other guys can hopefully step in and make a little bit of an impact. And we'll see if they can continue to go here too. So another thing too with Drake that takes a little bit of the sting off is, yeah, Adam Gase, we can talk about him all day. And obviously the way he used Drake in terms of blocking and, you know, after he has the Monday night or the Miami miracle next game against the Vikings in the biggest game of the year, he has one carry for seven yards. And so, yeah, I mean, not good with Adam Gaze in that, but also Brian Flores came in here as well. And he reached the same conclusion with Kenya Drake, that this was not a full-time player. And now here heading into the, into the game, Mark Walton's going to start his third game in a row. So there is something to be said about that. And that's why I'm not surprised the Dolphins only net a fifth or a sixth round pick from Drake. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. I mean, it's, yeah. And and just to go back to one other thing you said, and I know we're wrapping up here. I'm really excited to see this defense with Nkandichi and Xavier Howard, both active tonight. That, is something I'm really excited to see because I do think this defense is only a couple pieces away from from being a pretty damn good one. It's given the fact that they've been playing with their backs against the wall has been part of the problem uh, and the offense's failures. So that's an exciting thing to see for me. And yeah, it's best of luck, Kenyon Drake. I think that the defense has very good players in a lot of the wrong spots. A defensive tackle linebacker, just not a pass rush and not enough cornerbacks other than Xavier Howard. But that's why we've got all these draft picks so that we can continue to add two or three big pieces. And the Dolphins, as well in free agency, uh, are going to have a lot of money to spend. So that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins trading of Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals for either a fifth or a sixth round pick, depending on how Drake performs. So root hard for him in Arizona so that that is a fifth round pick and the Dolphins have more resources to spend here in April. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. So, Lady, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.